Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Paul Hollingsworth, Chief European Economist for BNP Paribas Markets 360, and I'm joined by Spiros Andreopoulos, Senior European Economist. Today, we want to discuss the world after the war. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is inflicting a terrible cost in terms of lives lost and human suffering. While the war is still ongoing, we want to discuss how it might reshape the global economy in the years to come. It's Wednesday morning here in London and Frankfurt on the 4th of May, 2022. So Spiros, in what ways do you think the global economy could be reshaped by the conflict? Essentially, Paul, we think that the war reinforces pre-existing economic and market trends, some of which had been catalyzed by the pandemic. We see four key trends here, towards faster decarbonization, towards higher government spending and debt. We see stronger headwinds to globalization and higher inflationary pressures, at least for a while. How do you think this promotes faster decarbonization? Well, this is a case where it gets worse before it gets better. Near term, the war is a setback with government measures to ease energy prices through lower taxes, price caps, the release of strategic reserves and all that. So that blunts incentives to reduce fossil fuel consumption. But in the longer term, the war is a very strong security argument to accelerate the transition to net zero emissions, particularly in Europe. A lot of public investment. Exactly. Which gets us to the second point, Paul. Higher government spending and debt. It's been true literally for millennia that war increases government debt. In fact, sovereign debt was invented to fight wars. This comes on top of the need for public investment in order to decarbonize. We've seen Germany already deciding to spend 100 billion on defense. That's right. To give you another number, Paul, if EU aggregate defense spending were to increase to 2% of GDP, which is the NATO threshold, that would require almost one percentage point of GDP additional spending permanently. And it would make sense to have a strong joint element to the spending. Security, climate change, things like that are best provided on an EU-wide level. So it may also be the next catalyst for more fiscal integration following on from the NGU recovery fund. What does the war mean for globalization? We think it will increase the fragmentation in the global economy. Even before the pandemic, geopolitics had become a headwind for globalization. Remember the trade war between US and China. For Europe in particular, Russia's invasion has laid bare EU countries' commercial dependence on Russia. You could argue that security arguments used to take a back seat to commercial considerations. This will now be turned on its head. So what are the consequences of all this? If you add it all up, Paul, decarbonization, higher government spending, less globalization, you have tailwinds for demand and headwinds for supply. That means higher inflationary pressures. And what does that mean for central banks? It's a difficult environment for them. You have more uncertainty, higher government debt, probably more supply shocks. So them having to choose between growth and inflation. So they'll have a more difficult job preventing those inflationary pressures from turning into actual inflation. And in terms of how they conduct policy, they'll be less able and willing to provide forward guidance. For example, we've seen both the Fed and the ECB having to essentially tear up their guidance 
and change the course of policy abruptly several times recently, but they're also more likely to make policy mistakes in this environment, and they may still need to increase rates by more than they expect. And what does it all mean for the markets? Well, you're likely to have higher volatility of GDP and inflation, so you get higher macro premia, higher inflation, higher government debt, so overall upward pressure and rates from the real and the nominal side. Thank you, Spiros, for joining me, and thank you, everyone, for listening. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation, or any form of advice from BNP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.